Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is October 21st, and our reading comes from 1 Timothy chapter 6. Beginning in verse 1, Paul says this, All slaves should show full respect for their masters so they will not bring shame on the name of God and his teaching. If the masters are believers, that is no excuse for being disrespectful. Those slaves should work all the harder because their efforts are helping other believers who are well loved. Now, when we read a verse like this, and there are a handful of these in the Bible, some people throughout history have tried to use these verses to support the institution of slavery. Man, that's ridiculous. Now, many scholars believe this verse is really referring to a relationship that's much more similar to an employee and employer than a slave and a slave master, especially like we experienced it here in American culture. But the bigger and most important idea is Jesus said, your responsibility, my responsibility is to love our neighbor as ourselves. So anytime, let me just give you this little hermeneutical tool. Anytime I'm reading something in the Bible, if I believe it's a violation of love, then I'm obviously misunderstanding what that verse is all about. So when we read this verse, if we think that the verse supports the institution of slavery, then because Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, I must be misunderstanding the verse because love prevents, destroys slavery in any form, any kind. My responsibility is to use my position, my power, my influence, not to oppress, but to bless, to love my neighbor as myself, to lift people around me. That's our responsibility, which means slavery, especially the kind of slavery we experienced in American culture, is totally out of bounds, off limits. It's an an abomination. And today there are still many people that are enslaved around the world. And that slavery is generally driven by greed. Watch what Paul says down in verse six. He says, true godliness with contentment itself is great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us into this world and we can't take anything with us when we leave. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be Content. Again, what a relevant passage for us in American culture. Because our culture and the marketing strategy for our culture is basically this idea that in order to be happy, you need more. If you just had more, you'd be happy. If you just had what I had, you'd be happy like I am. And the truth is, happiness comes from contentment, and our contentment comes from our relationship and connection with Jesus, each other, his kingdom, and his mission, right? That's where we find our contentment. And when we are content, then we're not enslaved, enamored by this world. John said, don't love the world or the things in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. I want my heart. I want to be in love with Jesus not the world, so that I'm content. Then when I'm content, I can take what he's trusted me with and be a blessing to my world. Watch what he says next, verse 9. People who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by 
many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. So if I want to be rich, if I think that the secret to my happiness is materialism and riches. The truth is I get enslaved and eventually destroyed. I wander from my faith and my life may be very financially prosperous and I may be having a great time and I may have a lot of great toys, but the truth is my relationship with God is weakened and my impact on the world is almost null and void. So I don't want that to happen right? Even if I am rich, even if I do receive a lot, I want to make sure that I'm living generously, not loving my riches, but investing them to make a difference in the world. And then he says, it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. You know why we had slavery in America? Because of greed. The whole institution of slavery here in America and around the world, even today around the world where slavery still exists and human trafficking, the root issue is greed. Just about every evil in our world, every social problem in our world, if you trace it back, what you discover is the root issue is greed. And that's what Paul's saying here is the love of money is the root of all evil. So we've got to guard our hearts. Right, We need to ask ourselves the question, is my heart settled, content, satisfied in Jesus? Man, if not, then we become vulnerable to this world system. So he goes on to say, verse 17, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud, not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Well, we've learned that this year, right? Interest rates are up. Inflation is up. Home values are down, the stock market's down, and what you realize is all this security we thought we had built, well, not sure how secure it really is. He says, well, don't trust in your money. It's unreliable. He says, your trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need. Watch for our enjoyment. Isn't that amazing? I mean, God's not a killjoy. God wants to bless us. God's glad for us to enjoy what we have, but he doesn't want us to idolize it, to be enslaved by it, to be destroyed by it. He certainly don't doesn't want those things to diminish our faith and diminish our impact in the world. So we got to be real careful about it. God gave it to us for us to enjoy it, but how do we how do we receive that blessing? without it destroying us. Well, verse 18 tells us, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they're storing up their treasures, a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. So the antidote is generosity. As God blesses me, I have a responsibility to be more and more generous, to make a difference in our world. You know, every year we create a, a, a Forbes list of all the richest people in the world and almost everybody on the list now, well, actually, I guess maybe everybody, they're billionaires. I mean, you got hundreds and hundreds of, of billionaires, while at the same time you have billions of people who make a dollar a day and are barely surviving, who have no 
clean water, who have no food to drink, who can't get an education, who have no opportunity. And at the end of the day, I think what God would say is let's command those who are rich in this world not to trust in their money and not to try to to be caught up in moving up on the list, but instead let's be rich in good deeds. Let's leverage all that God's trusted us with to make a difference in our world. And listen, watch this. When we do, we're actually storing up treasure for ourselves in heaven. That there is an eternal reward for our generosity. In fact, Jesus said this, right? Jesus said, don't store up your treasure here, but store up your treasure in heaven, right? That's what God's called us to do. That's what Paul is instructing us to do. And when we do that, Our trust is in God. It strengthens our faith. We impact our world. It's a powerful testimony. Everybody wins, and we still get to enjoy what God's blessed us with. So listen, let's use our money rather than allowing our money to enslave and destroy us. Let's ask God to help us with that. Father, thank you so much for this instruction. God, I'm, I'm just encouraged. Your word says, you said to love our neighbor as ourself, which certainly means slavery is, is totally out of bounds, an abomination. But God, it also means greed is an abomination. Lord, we want to love our neighbor as ourselves. I pray that you would help us not to fall in love with our money. Money's not evil, but the love of money is. And, and so, God, we want to love you and use our money for the benefit of your kingdom and the blessing of all people. I pray that you'd help us to grow in our generosity. God, I pray that you would help us to trust in you and not our money. I pray that you would help us to store up our treasure in heaven where moth cannot destroy, thieves cannot break in, rust does not destroy. God, we want to we wanna live with an eternal perspective. So God, help us to do that. Help us to be content to rest in you, to find our contentment in our connection with you, our love for you and from you, your kingdom, your mission. God, help us to guard our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.